checkity check 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 one all right i thought i was having audio issues but it seems to be fixed and we're back Hi show episode 296 i don't know why, why am i talking like that come on people it's friday the 25th day of september oh it's almost high noon it's 11:59 uh, and 33 seconds here in the a.m eastern standard time broadcasting from the friendly confines of my home office recording studio here in parts unknown south jersey on a lovely early fall day could be even a little cooler in my in my book and uh we're talking about bong joon ho's uh first film today now bong joon ho you know him you love him parasite uh, you know household in time uh that he's not uh, you know is that's um you can think about that uh but <clears throat> and i i've reviewed actually his last his 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 most recent three films kind of and, and so i didn't know what to do about you know i've been trying to do these director focus um reviews that i have in that i've been working on forever it seems like uh for the next two coming out um Peter Greenaway and Kelly Reichert would be the first two kind of retrospective directors I take on. But then I was thinking, like, you know, how does the show function when, like, one of these guys makes a new movie, or in, in just how does how do I go about doing the show the way I've done it, where it's just just me pressing record and not really being prepared for anything and just kind of yapping and yapping and yapping and so forth. And I don't have a great answer for that question because I feel like I want to change the format of the show. And I've talked about this ad nauseum on recent episodes about how I want it to be more profesh. I want there to be like a YouTube element with some video essay type of, uh, you know, make it more of like a video essay that could also be, I think that could also work as in the audio, audio medium, I hope. So, um, I uh, I I don't know. I don't. Know. And the future is unwritten, and I don't know exactly how well it's gonna uh, uh, work. Um, but that's what. Uh, sorry, just texting someone. Um, that's how I've just decided to go about doing this. But here, but so I've already reviewed two of this, two of the three, sorry, this is, this will be the fourth review of a Bong Joon-ho, uh, motion picture that I've reviewed. So I had this kind of question in my mind, like, well, how do I go about, um, someone like this, who's certainly worthy of the director focus, uh, angle and, and, uh, reviews and, and do I wait and, and kind of reassess all of his movies in one, one long thing, or do I... <laughs> or do I do I wait do I wait? Um so I, I I'm still torn about it, but I feel like since I've already started to review his his movies, um I'm going to just keep uh reviewing them a little bit on the off the cuff here or way that I have been doing. Does that make sense? There are there is this film, Barking Dogs Never Bite, and then there's three other films uh that I have not seen yet. Memories of Murder the host and mother I believe those are all uh, those are all south korean uh yeah they are they're all so in so, uh, south korean snowpiercer was his first english kind of language uh production and um 
It was one of my early reviews too on uh, Snowpiercer when I started the show way back when, 2014. Um, so, you know, I want I want to give it, I want to give him like the whole like the whole big uh, career retrospective, but I also have already been kind of in reviewing his films in this format. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that I don't know exactly how the show is going to look after episode 300. I've I've been mulling it over, and I only know that uh, today's episode is going to be a, a two-parter, as they've all have been recently, and uh, we're going to talk about Barking Dogs Never Bite, 2000 independent dark comedy. Well, is it a comedy? Uh, I'm not so sure, uh, it, uh, but we'll talk about that. And then in the second half of this will be a uh, Sam Peckinpah movie called Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia. That'll be that'll be uh, part two of this episode. Two ninety six. Wait, is it two ninety six or two ninety seven? Oh boy, two ninety six. Yes, I got it written down right here. Um. All right, so let's just get right into it. Uh, Barking dogs never bite. Two thousand indie film from I will say the one of the masters, Bong Joon Ho. He wrote this, co-wrote the script, directed it. And um, shot it. Uh, I'm trying to see where it was sh- where it was shot in. Um, it's a basically like a city apartment complex. It is a great. It's a really good movie, and it's a great. I don't think it's like a. It certainly it speaks to what's yet to come from Mr. Uh, Bon Joon Ho, but it um. It's certainly really enjoyable, and I, I, I liked it a lot. It was one of these films that kind of came together in the end, I think, for me. Uh, it started off a little bit. I, I kind of was, like, tonally trying to get my footing. I was like, is this kind of supposed to be, like, in a over-the-top slapsticky kind of really super dark com- uh, comedy? Uh, but I think it has a heart to it, too. So, I mean, I, 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 I kind of would um, – I, I I would I would I would uh, I would contest that it's not I would I would that's more of like a dramedy like a dramedy and I know it's it's not really it's not that's not really the, I guess this is a hard one genre wise to fit in for me because it's not I guess it is just like a dark comedy I guess it would just fit into the comedy umbrella I've been trying to narrow down movies into one genre for my website uh, the movie review show dot blogspot dot com but I I have been I've been having a much harder time with that. Especially with some of the old archival ones that I've been going back. Uh, for instance, which one did I have? Just the I couldn't. Oh, Scanners. Is that a horror film or a sci-fi film? If you had to, if you had to only pick one, I went sci-fi. It's debatable. Um, I haven't seen it in a while though, so maybe it's clearer than I, I remember. Uh, I just think of Cronenberg and I think horror first, and uh. But that one, I feel like maybe is more sci-fi. Anyway, that's ne- that is truly neither here nor there. I guess there'll be more mild spoilers here. I'll just talk about a little bit about the plot. It's about a man who's sort of an unemployed uh, uh, scholarly uh, fellow who's trying to get into the um, uh, professor game. He's trying to get a professorship at the collegiate level, and he's having a trouble with that. So he's just basically an unemployed kind of loser guy. And right off the bat, it starts off, and he... Um, you know, you don't really know much about this guy, but he does a bold thing right off the get right to the get go. He uh, attempts to kill a dog, and um, it's very bizarre and very kind of like okay, he's 
taking this dog and you knew there was gonna, I didn't know anything about this movie going in so he's he hears a dog barking it's like driving him nuts he's kind of this kind of sad sack fella and he uh he takes the dog up to the roof but there's an old lady up there and uh this begins the kind of uh, uh kind of rotating doors of characters that we see like that 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 come and go and the the old lady being one and uh, this guy being our main character takes the dog up to the roof, but he can't throw. He's, he's going to throw it off the roof, but the old lady there, he, he has second thoughts. He can't do it in front of her, so he um, takes the dog to the basement and locks it in a cupboard. And from there, it, things kind of just kind of get wackier, and, and, and there's a there's a dog-eating janitor character who... who who tries to cook cook this dog, this dead dog, and the, there's there's a uh, title card at the beginning of this that says no animals were harmed in the in the filming of this this uh, this movie. And I honestly, they they abuse some dogs in this movie. There's no and and they they use what appear to be actual dead dogs uh, on camera. Uh, I of course as as I normally do, I didn't do any research into this um, into the filming of this. Um, I, it's it seems like they're real uh really um using these like dogs and they're kind of abusing them a little a little bit i mean I, you know not like you know a, a lot of times they'll like they're little these like most of the dogs in the film there's multiple dogs are these little little shit dogs and they get pulled up by uh, multiple characters pull them up by the leash so they're kind of like hang dangling by their neck like the actual, actual dogs and then there's like a cgi dog falling from a roof at one point uh, very interesting um, choices, and uh, th- there's there's a you know th- there's uh, coming at this from the Western angle too. The idea of eating the dogs is um, one that I don't know if it, the sentiment of that is sort of like to me is a bit lost in translation um, because the character is horrified when he sees the janitor eating the or trying attempting to cook the dog, but there's also like I don't know, I don't know if they're playing with any of those tropes about Asian people eating dogs i i don't really know uh there's a there's, there's a crazier character in the basement too um uh who's like a homeless man who's like even even more insane than the janitor uh he comes into play uh at the at the end uh big time i don't want to give too much away because i feel like this is a movie that is been underseen and and should deserves to be seen uh, but this, this, so 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 going, you know, it r- reminded me of a, a of an old school kind of film that you don't see a lot anymore. Where it's, where uh, I, f- I feel like you don't. I mean, I feel like it was kind of like a, in the '90s. It's in earlier way and all in, you know throughout film history. And but, but but into the '90s, you saw this kind of rotating door of characters who don't really. Um, and I've noticed it in Asian films, as, as in more modern Asian films, um, uh, as, as, uh, one one that comes to mind is An Elephant Sitting Still, which I reviewed, a uh, Chinese film, but uh, nevertheless has the same idea of these characters that don't know each other at the beginning of the films. They're strangers, but they live kind of uh, in the same they they live in the same vicinity and they, and they're they they intersect so the idea of like life's intersecting i feel like that is a in a, at least in american cinema is a trope that you see less and less it was very popular i think in the 90s and it kind of it's faded they moved more like singular pieces um but this this certainly would fall in in that 
department about characters kind of uh, who don't know each other at the beginning. They're, they they we, we get a snapshot of each of their lives. Then the story and the action, the plot has these has them intersect at certain very important moments, and then they become central kind of uh, people in in one another's lives. And the other, uh, so so you have the main character that we mentioned, and you have the um, uh, the young lady. Um, b- uh, b- 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 by Duna is the actress's name. Um, and uh, she she plays as someone who works as a, 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 a in the apartment buildings, but also lives there as a maintenance kind of bookkeeper for the apartment complex. And she's sort of aloof. Um, the description on here on Wikipedia says an ignorant maintenance worker, which I wouldn't, that seems like a bad description. Uh, she doesn't seem ignorant necessarily. She aspires to be famous. She's sort of like naive and aloof. And I, I uh, extremely re- related to this, this particular character. I thought it was, it was well played and it's just, just like a nice, uh, a really like a, a character, um, that you're we're really rooting for has had a good heart and uh, was sort of like the I think the more the moral f- uh, center of the film because the the main character let's be honest is is a sociopath I mean he he not, he tries to kill the first dog he locks it in the basement only to have it be eaten by the janitor and then later on he actually does throw another dog off of the off of the roof and he's not a very good person I, but I think you know he struggles with that and at the end he sort of comes to a conclusion. It's a very good ending. I think it's a it's a it's a beautiful ending that sort of leaves leaves where these characters are at in their lives ambiguous, uh, kind of in, a, in an ambiguous way. Um, that's why I would say it's not a comedy because I think the the t- you know and and possibly this is the translate lo- you know what's lost in translation for me. Uh, you know I can't I can't say that. Um, I couldn't see the comedic element. I mean, there were certainly some kind of slapsticky elements in in a, in a way, um, but it was done done so that it didn't. It, it, I just don't read comedy right off the bat. I guess I I, I don't read drama either. So I guess I would, I would have to do dramedy, even though it's just I don't know if that's correct either. I think that's the closest. And here we are on genre talk, where I spend um, way too much time talking to myself uh, like a fool about. What genre? It, what singular genre? A film. <laughs> I, I, you know, black com. If, I guess I have to go black comedy. Let me look at the movies I have listed here. If I, I'm gonna have to add another singular, um, because this is this is what I would call a darker black comedy. All right, I'm gonna go through. I'm gonna go through all. I have seventy movies, I think, or so. I can actually look that up. The number up exactly uh, on here that I have. Oh, f- only 58. So I'm going to quickly look through 58 movies here. Nope. None of these are dark comedies. God, what did I put? Entertain- the, the Rick Alverson movies, are uh, those are those are tough ones too because I, I don't know. I had any idea how to. Um, the Double by Richard Iode. That might be, that, that might be, um, yeah, you know, I think that is a black comedy. If I had to do black comedy on that one, I think that's one. So I'm gonna just go through here. Uh, that's just that's the only one I, so far. Nope, none of those other ones. Um, submarine. I guess his other film too is sort of a black comedy as well. 
Um, now you know that's more of a that's more of a dramedy because that has like a heart to it, and whereas the double I feel like was truly dark. All right, none of these. No, 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 none of these. All right, so I I guess I'll I can change the designation to to adding black comedy to the mix as a genre. Uh, I like the term black comedy and sort of uh, and I think that's the better term than dark comedy. Um, but other than that, what else I say about barking dogs never bite? It's an interesting title, that's for sure. Uh, there's a lot going on in this film. Like there's a lot of beautiful little moments. Uh, there's a fight that the, uh, unemployed professor has with his, his, uh, is it wife or, um, yeah, is his pregnant? She's pregnant, which is another kind of angle to this. That's kind of adds everything more fucked up. How, cause how, how like unhinged this guy is. Um, he, uh, he gets into a fight with his wife and they argue about how long, how, how, how far away the store is. And he says it's, it's at least a hundred meters. And she says it's no more than 50 meters. And so they, he rolls a to piece of uh, toilet paper down the hill, which is a hundred meter long roll of toilet paper. And you, and you never see where it goes, but just the act of doing that, uh, just showed you, uh, you know, this guy is a this guy can make a film and this is, this is, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what language it's, it's in. Um, this guy's quite a filmmaker, and this one was really good. I give it a nine. I give it a solid nine uh, out of ten. I don't think it's a classic, I don't, but it's a, for our first film, it's pretty damn good. And uh, it obviously speaks to what kind of the quality of films that would come. Um, and I had my issues with Okja and, and, and Submarine. And, uh, I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> Snow Snowpiercer uh, isn't necessarily a masterpiece. I think it's a very good movie. I think I would put rate this even higher than that. If I'm doing the rankings kind of what I, what I've, what I've seen, obviously parasite is a, a modern classic. I think it's an instant stone cold classic. Um, and then you have, I would put the second so far and then I would go, uh, Snowpiercer and Okja. So there's my, there's the, of the four, uh, of seven, uh, Bong Joon-ho movies I've seen. I've done a quick little ranking, and I'll, I'll do, I'll probably, you know, actually, I don't want to say what I'm going to do because I don't have any plans to watch any of his mo other movies until after episode 300. And I feel like the, that's when I'm going to change up the format and everything. So I'm not going to say anything. I'll, I will figure it out when I get there. But I enjoyed this one. This was really good. And um, it's on Hulu, I should mention. So if you um, have, uh, as, of, as of right now, it's still on Hulu, uh, as, as I believe a couple of his earlier films are. Got to check on that. But, um,. Yeah, search this out if you can find it. It might be on Canopy and uh, Hoopla as well. Also, if you have a library card, if you have a library card, check it out. It's worth it's worth your time. It was uh, it was a really good one. Uh, so there you go. After the break, bring me the head of Alfredo Garcia.